15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what? It's, uh, actually Geico. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But we never got to use it because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money? Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Good morning. On this beautiful, gorgeous Sunday morning. Hello, folks. It's time to get up, time to get out of bed. Put the coffee on. Let's get your questions prepared. Let's call in. 1-800-TALK-WGY. 1-800-825-5949. That's 1-800-825-5949. How many Sunday mornings in a row can I use the word gorgeous? I hate to repeat myself, but folks, if you haven't looked outside yet, enjoy this gorgeous weather because it is splendid. You're going to have an unbelievable Sunday if you do something. I promise you, if you're in upstate New York anyway, and I know we have listeners from all over the country and overseas because we have country or clients all over the country and overseas, and I know they tune in. But um, in upstate New York, actually, the weather can't get any better. Any questions, let me get you started tomorrow morning in the right direction. You get one opportunity to retire. I want to make sure you take advantage of that opportunity and you make the best of it. I promise to give you my honest opinion. It's something that I don't lack on. I will tell you how I feel, professionally speaking, of course. 1-800-TALK-WGY, 1-800-825-5949. Let me wish Marty Shields a happy birthday. I'm hoping he's out of bed with his great family. It's his birthday today. He'll be doing the show on Labor Day weekend. So um, you can wish him a happy birthday then. 1-800-825-5949. Let's go to the phone lines. We have Josh and Troy, my hometown. Hello, Josh, and good morning. Steve, good morning to you. And, and what a joy it's been to have these Sunday morning conversations on these beautiful summertime Sundays. It's uh, I know they're they're few and they're fleeting, but I really enjoyed these types of mornings and then also the, the conversations with you. Well, thank you. You know, I walked up to my office building this morning and I'm actually building out the carriage house. It's a 150-year-old carriage house and I will be living there soon, as soon as as soon as it's it's ready. And I'm actually looking forward to it, to being downtown and walking around. I know during the earlier parts of the summer, I was I was down here every morning at like five five thirty in the morning, taking pictures of, you know, it looked like Beirut in in um, the mid '80s. For God's sakes, it was crazy crazy times, and I just I, I I wanted to capture it. I wanted to get enough of it, and you know, meeting people in the on the streets, people that were in need. I mean, one one gentleman with with the bottles. Oh my God, I I can't give him enough cash because he's trying to provide for his family. But anyway, I'm looking forward to being downtown and walking up to my office building this morning was 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 pretty special as the sun glistens off it. So what can I help you with this morning, Josh? So I'm going to give you a small, medium, and large this morning. Um, 
The first one is is kind of a technical question. That's the small one. So I know VGT used to be a core holding uh, for Boucher Financial, and then uh, you know QQQ kind of took that its place. I was wondering. So if you look at look back the last five years, VGT's outperformed QQQ by about forty percent overall. It's got a lower expense ratio. It's got a higher dividend yield. And I was on a smaller level. I was wondering why the shift from QQQ from VGT. Yeah, so it wasn't really a shift um, because we've always owned QQQ. I've owned QQQ, Josh, for 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 as long as is almost as long as you've been born. Um, you know, I've I've owned it for my clients. My clients understand the risks involved with it, and it's and it's done great. So if you look year to date. VGT is the Vanguard Technology Holding, and it's a great holding. You know, we owned it in our in our portfolio for 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 a long time. And if you look year to date, um, the QQQ is actually outperforming it by five um, percentage points. And we actually replaced it with an equal weighted technology holding. So take all the technology holdings in the S&P 500 index, and this would be equal weighted. What I mean by that is when you look at QQQ, which are the 100 top companies in the NASDAQ Composite Index, NASDAQ Composite Index has 3,300 companies. So these are the top 100. Apple right now represents 14% of it. In the equal weight, Apple represents about 0.67%, along with all the other great technology companies. And I always say, if you want to overweight technology, do it in a smart way, in a prudent way. We love technology until the day they drag me out of here or I retire, and I don't have a say anymore, which will not be anytime soon. This is a beautiful career that I can literally continue to do and help clients until the day I die. So hopefully that's going to be a long time from now, Josh. But we will always be overweight technology because overweight weighting technology, technology is just, just look at this this COVID-19 time capsule. If it wasn't for technology companies like Zoom, Microsoft, um, Netflix, which isn't really considered a technology company, it's a communications company. Amazon, which is also a consumer company. You get the picture. All of these great companies allowed us to live our life and continue on with our life with as much normalcy as possible. And technology will just continue to do that. So we like technology, but the top 10 performers of NASDAQ have accounted for 90% of its returns. One of two things has to happen, Josh. Either those top 10 have to come back to reality or the remaining 3,290 companies have to rise to meet it. And we feel that those 3,290 companies will will rise a little bit and maybe the top 10 will come down a little bit. So we, we, we kind of just replaced one um, with an equal weight. And if I go back two years, your your performance of VGT and QQQ are almost identical. And if I go back five years, as you point out, VGT did better, 208% over the last five years compared to 175% for QQQ. And that's because only about 60% of QQQ is technology, whereas VGT is 100% technology. And once again, as you can see, technology is a beautiful thing. 
So that's the it, first it question. Is, What's the my, second question? Yeah, and my my, my last question, and, and, you, and you you hit it perfectly. So I'm a bulk of our holdings is just you know broad based total stock market index, which is fine. I'm much like yourself, very bullish on technology. And now I don't have a crystal ball. I know you don't have a crystal ball. But if you pretend for a minute to have that crystal ball, is there anything as disruptive as technology has been, especially it's been expedited under COVID, more, more companies are transitioning to, to digital platforms, things like that, other than maybe, you know, government regulation or something, I can't really predict or even envision something that could disrupt technology and its performance. And I'm wondering on your end, do you see anything on the horizon, anything that you could postulate that would maybe be a disruptor for the performance, the performance of technology sectors? Yeah, so going back to my, my comments, technology is a beautiful area to be overweight in because it just encompasses our entire life. I mean, I, I, I'm getting ready to put keyless entry um, points into into this carriage house I'm talking about, which is all technology. Mm -hmm. And that's not technology, nothing to do with software or uh, an iPad or smart tablet or anything like that. Technology is just grown to be a bigger part of our life. I don't foresee anything stopping that. Now, people will remind me every once in a while that NASDAQ really took a beating at the turn of the century. But that, that technology grouping, I mean, that was based on really smoke and mirrors. You had companies that people, I mean, I had clients calling me saying, hey, I saw this clown on the financial porn TV show promoting this technology company that's never had earnings. I think I'm going to take a, um, a little bit of risk and invest in it. I said, are you crazy? I mean, these are clowns promoting technology companies that have since disappeared. The makeup of QQQ today is a whole lot different. The top holdings of QQQ, when you think about the top holdings of of the NASDAQ composite index. I mean, you got Apple, Amazon, Microsoft, Facebook, Google, Tesla, NVIDIA, PayPal, Adobe. These companies aren't going anywhere. They represent almost 58% of the total weighting of NASDAQ. The top five companies of the S&P 500 index now represent 25%. But these are companies and they're big companies. Do you think when we come out of COVID-19, we're going to use Amazon more or less? I know I'm not rushing to go to a mall. I don't want one. I don't want to catch COVID um, virus. And I know the conspiracy theory says face masks don't work, but I believe in the face masks and I wear them and I feel that I'm safer because of them. But I don't want to go into a large grouping, a large gathering of people. I'm being very careful for my family and for my, 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 um, both my personal family and my professional family. I want to keep everybody safe. So I don't want to go into a mall. And believe me, Josh, I'm one who loves to go to a movie theater. I'm not rushing to go to a movie theater either. So when I think about it, am I going to be using Amazon more? 
probably but first i will use the small independent businesses that are providing curbside services so once again i don't have to go into a store because i'll start with the small independents who i believe in and then what i can't get from them i'll go to amazon do you think you know i, I facebook do i love putting pictures of my grandchildren on facebook absolutely now i'm an old timer geezer some of the millennials may say and you may say it too josh you may say hey steve that's outdated well for a guy in my age group you know what i love bragging about my grandchildren so i'm gonna i'm gonna use that google that's like um kleenex do you say i'm gonna grab a tissue or do you say give me a kleenex well for me i always yeah. say i'm gonna google this i'm gonna google that now it's not always google that i'm on right uh, but that's what i'm doing i just bought an electric car so tesla is it a car company is it a battery company or is it a high-end sophisticated technology company i don't know but i know that tesla's on fire right now and paypal once again i don't want to be dealing with dirty money you know it's funny how we we've taken care of our hygiene our daily hygiene through covid 19. i find myself using paypal more so those are the top holdings of nasdaq and i'm not here to promote nasdaq i know it's our number one holding in our portfolios with the broad stock market index and as you said having that broad stock market index you can't go wrong with that you know i i listen to to other radio shows and i hear people say you know, we own this for our clients, we own that for our clients, but I can almost guarantee a dollar to donuts that not all their clients have the same holdings. And that's a shame. Whereas our clients, I know everything that our clients own because 100% of my and my family's money is invested just like my clients. And I'm proud of that. I'm as proud of that as, as, as the, you can only imagine. And we, when we get a good idea, we put it into every, every, portfolio that we have and we have the money invested in technology to do that so um long story short i don't foresee anything stalling technology but i can assure you that when there's volatility that qqq will be more volatile than the broad stock market index both on the way down in a correction and on the way up in a rally and that's why it brings risk and as long as you're okay with that risk it's a good holding long term. I hope I didn't bore you with I that really, long. No, <laughs> oh God, no. This, this is I could do this every single day. This is this is wonderful. I really appreciate your insight. Next weekend, obviously, we won't hear you. I hope you have a wonderful Labor Day weekend. Keep up. Is the next weekend Labor Day weekend? No, I'm on next weekend, uh, no, Josh. Uh, oh yeah. Oh right. Oh gosh. I'm, man, I'm oh man, you're rushing here. this summer by. <laughs> Keep, keep up the photos of the grandkids. It, it's great, great to see. Good luck with the carriage house. And I'll tell you, last thing, uh, we own a bunch of rentals in, in Troy, and we've also done a lot of the uh, the, the keyless entry software. There's, a, there's all different companies out there. Our tenants love it. They can open their doors with apps and, and all kinds of stuff like that. They absolutely love it. So I love to hear that that's where you're going with the carriage house. Appreciate all the insight, the extra insight. Have a great Sunday, Steve. Thank you. Josh, you you as well. Stay safe, my friend. 1-800-TALK-WGY. 1-800-825-5949. That would be 1-800-825-5949. Um, 
So let's talk a little bit about the markets this week. It was one heck of a week, wasn't it? I mean, man, oh man, what was wrong with, with this week? The NASDAQ continues to make all-time highs. S&P ended the week with an all-time high. The second time this week, it made an all-time high. We haven't seen this since February 19th. Seems so long ago, doesn't it? But it wasn't really all that long ago. Hey, Josh, I'm going to take a 15-second break because I have to clear my throat. Good morning, and thank you for letting me clear my throat. Josh, thanks for putting that commercial up real quick. Folks, I'm back. I just had a tickle in my throat. 1-800-TALK-WGY, 1-800-825-5949, 1-800-825-5949. So before I got that little tickle in my throat, I started to say the S&P made an all-time high on Friday, second time this week. First time since February 19th. That's when COVID-19 hit. And everybody other than that Senate committee grouping, all those great leaders that we respect so much in January that knew just how bad COVID-19 was, they sold out of their stocks in January. Remember that grouping? We haven't heard about them in quite some time, have we? Shame on them. Shame, shame, shame on them. They knew just how serious COVID-19 was, but the rest of us really weren't all that informed until late February, early March, and really the middle of March is when we really took it serious. We should have taken it as serious back in the middle of January, like those those members of um, that Senate committee did when they were briefed on it, and they went and sold all their, their stock holdings. Once again, shame on them. That's insider trading, folks. But let's get away from that. I don't want to talk politics. Let's talk the stock market. The S&P on Friday hit an all-time high. First time or second time this week, and um, this week was the first time since March or February 19th, so that's great. Stocks were were, were, were higher. Um, it was kind of a quiet week. We're coming up to the end of summer, as Josh reminded me. Labor Day is not next weekend. It's two weeks from now. This is one of the longest summers on, on record. Memorial Day was so early. Labor Day is so late. Give that to me every year. I love it. Just love it. So, you know, when you look at, at the S&P on Friday, up almost 12 points, three-tenths of a percent to close at 33.97. We're almost at 3,400. Wow, that's record territory, folks. The Dow up 190 on Friday, seven-tenths to close at 27,930. Still off for the year, though, folks. The, the Dow is is affected by just a few stocks. A few stocks can really really um, move the Dow, and the Dow is down 2% year-to-date, whereas the S&P 500 index is up 5%. That's a 7% swing. Don't look at the Dow when you're comparing your returns, and I do feel everybody should be comparing their returns. If you're working with an advisor, have that advisor benchmark their returns that they're being paid to get you against the S&P 500 index, not the Dow. Um, the NASDAQ, once again, up 47 points on Friday, four-tenths of a percent to close at 11,300. Uh, 11, 
12 almost. NASDAQ year-to-date up 26%. QQQB is the NASDAQ composite, as I shared with Josh, is 3,300 companies. The QQQ is only the top 100 companies, up 32% year-to-date. That's not bad, folks. That's not bad. We had... um. You know, basically, you know, the government stimulating the stock market all during this recovery. And the Federal Reserve's latest minutes showed that central bankers think more government support is needed to help the economy. Folks, don't fight the Fed. There's a saying in the stock market, don't fight the Fed. And that's one reason why the stock market continues to rally, even though there's a disconnect between Main Street and Wall Street. So many businesses are are really hurting, and so many people are still out of out of work. But there's you know the, when the Fed continues to print money like it is trillions of dollars, you can't fight the Fed. The Fed is really almost backstopping this. This doesn't mean you should be rushing in and having 100% of your portfolio be invested in the stock market. You know there will be some some bumpy roads down the way and you need to remember that um, stocks aren't just going to go to the moon uh, it's going to come back a little bit and i don't know when but i know it's going to come back so you know depending on who you want to listen to there's 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 a reason they say what's the saying economists have two hands because on one hand it's this on the other hand it's that well folks that's why you can't believe the economist. And believe me, we have one. And I joke with them all the time. I said, I don't know what to believe. On one hand, it's this. On the other hand, it's that. What do I believe? Um, economist, you know, for every economist that says this, there's another one that says that. So really, sift through all the information. Don't, 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 you know, take it in, learn from it, um, and do your own homework. So. Stocks are, are 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 doing pretty good. Apple, Apple was up on Friday along 25, 24, 25 dollars, 5.2 percent, 8 percent for the week, 8 percent. It's a two trillion dollar market cap stock. Two trillion. You heard me, um, y y correct. It's two trillion with a T. There's 12 zeros in trillion. Tesla, over two thousand dollars a share. You know, where is Tesla going? Tesla was up 24% just this week. It was $400 a share the beginning of the year. People love Tesla at $2,000 a share. Why didn't they love it as much at $400 a share? I don't know. It's crazy. It's crazy. Some of these stocks are just they're they're crazy. We had, you know, mixed economic data this week. Housing starts and housing sales was the only really good news that we saw in the economy this week, and that's because mortgage rates are at historic lows. People should be borrowing money to buy a home at these rates when you can get three percent or less in a mortgage. Don't take money out of your savings or investment portfolio. Borrow as much money as you can at 3% or less. We're going to take a quick two-minute break for the news. Stay with me. 
1-800-TALK-WGY, 1-800-825-5949. That's 1-800-825-5949. Give us a call. Okay, parachutes ready. Boy, the things I go through to get auto loan rates as low as 0.99% APR for 60 months on new vehicles with PenFed. You are aware that you don't have to be a military member to save hundreds on your auto loan, aren't you? Anyone can join PenFed. As someone terrified of heights, I probably should have looked into that. Probably. Drop me off at the shore. PenFed Credit Union. Visit penfed.org slash autos or call 1-800-247-5626. Advertised rates available through the PenFed car buying service. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what? It's, uh, actually Geico. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But we never got to use it because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money. Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Hello and welcome back. Welcome back, folks, for the second half of Let's Talk Money. Our phone numbers today, 1-800-TALK. WGY 1-800-825-5949. That's 1-800-825-5949. I thank you for hanging in through the news and thank you for taking some time out on this beautiful, gorgeous, splendid Sunday morning to tune in. I truly appreciate it. I appreciate the questions that you have for me. Um, any questions you have, folks, let me give you my opinion on them. You may not always like my opinion, but I promise I'll give you my honest opinion. 1-800-TALK-WGY, 1-800-825-5949. Um, so, you know, I, I said, you know, the market's made some all-time highs and housing sales. One of the good news, uh, the reports this week on, on the economy surged in July. The pandemic is is really kind of is as reported in the Wall Street Journal reshaping where and how Americans want to live during a period of social distancing and working from home. More and more people will be working from home. Companies are realizing they don't need to measure productivity by having somebody sit at a desk and 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 being on a clock. You know, they're realizing that people can literally have some flexibility, balance in their life, not have the chaos of driving to work, driving home from work, sitting at a desk all day long, being miserable, unhappy. I know my team has been working remotely since March 13th, and they've been doing an amazing job. Our clients haven't skipped a beat. Week in, week out, we're signing up new clients all through video conferencing or phone conference, we're really not skipping a beat. And I'm not looking to bring my team back anytime too soon. I shared yesterday, we made one exception, one new client who wanted to come in and called us the day he was supposed to come in and said, geez, I don't feel good. I'm going to get um, tested for COVID. And lo and behold, doesn't he turn out to have the virus? He tested positive for COVID-19. And, you know, not only do I want to protect my team and my family, I want to protect my clients because you just don't know who 
may have this virus. So I've been very careful. And you got people all throughout the country, folks, that are, are, are changing their tune, looking at, at working differently. Think about Silicon Valley. Silicon Valley, 96%. The number of property listings in San Francisco the first week of August compared to last year, 11% decline in the median rent from one-bedroom apartments in San Francisco in July, 42% of people in the Bay Area, tech workers who said in a survey they would move to a less expensive city if their employer asked them to work remotely full time. This is where we're headed. Going back to the first half of the show, Josh from Troy, why do I like technology? Because this isn't going away. The plexiglass in front of you and the cashier at your price chopper stewards, I don't think it's going away. It's protecting all of us, not only from the COVID-19 virus, it's gonna protect us from colds and flus and all the other germs. Brilliant, isn't it? Plexiglass, what's wrong with the plexiglass to keep people a little bit safer? Brilliant, just like the Guinness commercial, brilliant. So a lot of people are moving out of the cities, although I'm moving into the city and i'm moving into this care house behind my office building i'm i'm lucky i'm very fortunate i have a jewel of a property 150 year old brownstone building that is go on my website you'll see pictures of it all throughout the the website boucher.com and you'll 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 see why it's just special so um I'm, I'm moving into the city, but a lot of people are moving out and they're moving into the suburbs. They feel safer there. And can you blame them? As I said, you know, we're still in the first wave of COVID-19. The second wave, supposedly, supposedly, we don't know, is coming. Josh asked me if I had a crystal ball. I don't. But I have a glass top on my desk and I'm looking at it right now. So I'll, I'll grab the reflection off the glass top and try my best to give you as much as much information as I can with regards to what you should do to to protect your retirement years. And what I, what do I mean by that? You don't want to rely on Social Security. The average Social Security check is fourteen, fifteen thousand dollars a year. That means if you only require fifteen thousand dollars a year if you're married, and let's make believe you and your wife both get average Social Security checks. If you can live on $30,000 a year, then you don't need to save up for retirement. But if you need more than $30,000 a year, you need to have money to dip into because very few people have those really, really, really beautiful pension plans. You have to work for a municipality or a, um, you know, some some unique company that that provides a defined benefit plan where you get a percentage of your salary. Other than that, basically you have social security to rely on. And if you're a millennial, I'm not so sure how much you're gonna be able to rely on it, but we'll have that conversation 40 years from now. Um, but for those of us that are, are taking social security or nearing social security, I don't think you have any worries. So $30,000 a year, if you're married, that's what you and your spouse can grab from social security. If you require $50,000 to live on, that means you have to grab $20,000 a year from somewhere. Where are you going to grab it? So you're going to have to grab it from, 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 from somewhere. That means if you need 50, thousand dollars 30 comes from social security 20 comes from your savings you have to have about four hundred thousand dollars saved 
because we always say rule of thumb you should be able to grab four or five six percent a year out of your portfolio if it's well diversified invested properly and have that money hang in there and keep up with inflation that's a safe number if you're looking for a safe number now if you want to die with a dollar in your pocket you can obviously grab more and we can compute that for you but let's say five percent is a safe number so if you have four hundred thousand dollars in retirement savings that should give you about $20,000 a year, and that should grow each year for inflation. So there's your 50000 30 from Social Security, 20 from your savings. You get the picture. You have to prepare for retirement. You can't go back and make up for all those decades that you, you may not have saved for retirement. Folks, you have to save. If you're not saving 10 to 15% of your salary, you're probably not going to have enough to retire on. I say probably because every case is different. Some people don't require 50000 Some people require 100000 to live on or 200000 to live on. Then they really need to save money. But, I mean, if you're, um, if you're invested properly, even with the – remember, I guarantee every investor they're going to lose money. I promise you. You will lose money. There will be another correction, another bear market, another recession. There will be. It's not if, it's when. But the stock market has always recovered from all of those corrections, bear markets, and recessions. The stock market will continue to do that. For me, personally, and I don't advise anybody to take my personal recommendation, but I'm 100% invested in the stock market. My and my family, we are 100% invested in the stock market. Because I know long-term stocks are the best performing asset classes. And you shouldn't be afraid of stocks long-term. And this is why we always really stress that any money you need over the next two years, do not have that invested in the stock market. Because you never know when that next hit will will affect you you got to be real careful folks so housing housing um sales housing starts really did did well this this week one of the best best reports on the economy and it's um it was nice to see july sales numbers the strongest the housing market has ever seen up about 24, 25% from a month earlier, seasonally adjusted annual rate of almost 6 million homes. And, you know, and, and that's sales. Housing starts was, was also up 23%. Housing starts, people buying um, land and, and starting to build a home. So, folks, that was, that was good news. One of the only good reports on the economy. And you ask yourself, how is this stock market continuing to rise? The Fed, the Fed, the Fed. Don't fight the Fed. Jerome Powell, the Fed Reserve chairperson, said he will print as much money as needed. Because this, listen, folks, businesses are suffering. Retailers are going bankrupt. You're going to see a lot of small businesses, especially in the hospitality industry, going out of business. It's only a matter of time. You're going to see a lot of folks. We got, I think, I don't know, 13, 14 million people unemployed still. They're not coming back to work, a lot of those folks, because there's no jobs to come back to. And the businesses, especially the small businesses that are in business, they're, they're, their sales are down so much, they're not hiring as many people back. They don't need them. 
and they're finding that with technology they're just working a little differently there's that word technology again amazing you wonder why i'm overweight technology 1-800-TALK-WGY 1-800-825-5949 that's 1-800-825-5949 so you know the u.s economy you know continues to 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 do okay um you know according to this firm ihs market they said that the purchasing managers index a measure of manufacturing services activity actually rose to almost 55 from 50 in july an 18-month high both sectors seeing a big increase both um in in manufacturing and services and remember reading above 50 is a sign of expansion below 50 it's a sign of contraction so it's good to see that number above 50. the index of manufacturing output was also up to almost 54 from almost 51 in july the services activity rose to almost 55 from 50 so those are more good news on on the economists economists on the economy economists warned that the 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 sharp and deep contraction in the spring was really it's easy to come off those numbers because those those numbers were down u.s output fell you remember almost 33 percent at an annualized rate in the second quarter that was the worst contraction on record according to the commerce department so we'll see what the third quarter brings it's expected to be a whole lot better than being down 39 percent i know that you know according to some indicators you know people are out there spending money i i know when you walk through the streets of historic downtown troy or saratoga springs um chuck full of people dining outside it's a beautiful thing to see you feel like you're in cities like paris or florence in in france and italy where they really embrace outdoor dining and you know why it took so long for 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 us to embrace it all of a sudden cities are finding ways to be creative to help these small businesses especially in the restaurant industry who are really deeply affected by the COVID-19 virus and thank God we've had a summer a gorgeous summer not to use that word again but we really have had a gorgeous summer so outdoor dining has been easy to come by but it's going to start getting cooler at night and all of a sudden those outdoor tables are going to disappear and the barriers are going to come down because snow plows are going to have to get through the streets and then all of a sudden what will happen with indoor dining how you know in new york especially being as strict as they are how much capacity will restaurants be allowed to have i know a lot of restaurants can't afford to stay open based on 50 percent capacity so that's why i say remember the other shoe may drop i say may because this is so surprising to see this be like recovery in the economy but the other shoe may drop may drop and you gotta wait for that shoe be careful don't don't go all in i mean this isn't a poker game just using chips this is your real money when you're investing it and you need to be prudent don't get greedy when it comes to investing be prudent think about it 
have a well-diversified portfolio. I know we have a little bit of cash in our portfolios, and I know we're being patient with that cash. We haven't invested that cash. I know we look like dopes, right? The market continues to make all-time highs, and we got a little bit of cash, but we're being careful. We're being very careful. We got a lot, a lot to think about. The second wave of the virus, will there be another lockdown? Hopefully not. The presidential election always brings a little bit of volatility. Hopefully not. Corporate earnings, we'll see how they're they're doing. I'm hoping that, that they performed well during the third quarter, but we have a couple months before we'll get reports on that, although here we are, August 23rd. So, you know, before we know it, we're going to be in September and then October, and that's when we'll get those corporate earnings. As far as Europe, Europe's not doing as well. They're actually shrinking a little bit according to their numbers. And the same with Japan. Japan is contracting. We do not own any international investments whatsoever in our portfolios. And I know that the valuations are are appealing because when you compare it to our, when you look at our PE ratio, price to earnings ratio, the S&P 500 index is at about 26. Now that's historically high. And it's it's really, you know, is it nosebleed territory? Not really, not with everything going on. Remember, a lot of bull markets begin with high P.E. ratios. So I'm not saying that we just came out of a recession yet. We won't know um, for a while whether this recession has ended yet or not. Remember, the Fed is backstopping this stock market recovery, which is why stocks continue to rise. But is this the beginning of another bull market? Because we've had a bear market. Remember, the market went down between February 19th and March 23rd. It went down 34%. Bear market is when it goes down from its high to a low of 20% or more. So obviously, we hit bear market territory for a few short weeks this spring. So having a high P.E. ratio, don't, don't get spooked by that because... At the beginning of, of a lot of bull markets are when stocks have a high P.E. ratio. So we're keeping our eye on that as well. This is why we're, we're for the most part, fully invested on in our returns are really good, even holding on to a little bit of cash. And our clients feel very comfortable. I've communicated with our clients often, just about every week during the the. the real volatile days of the virus. Just about every week I was communicating with our clients. We talked to every one of our clients this spring on the phone. Obviously, we can't see them face to face. We miss them. We miss our clients dearly, but we talk to them often. And it's, um, you know, it's, 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 the, the U.S., in my mind, is still the place to be, even though P.E. ratios of emerging market countries and developed international countries are appealing. They're lower. Emerging markets have had a little bit of glimmer of hope. Emerging markets have actually done pretty good when you when you look coming out over the last few weeks. And that's okay. You know, emerging markets are, um, you know, if we do get invested overseas, it will only be emerging markets. I won't invest in developed international countries. I can get all the exposure I want with the mega cap U.S. stocks. Remember, 40, 50, 60 percent of their revenue comes from sales overseas. So if you have a well-diversified portfolio and you have some pretty good 
gotten some pretty good, um, you know, holdings in there. Um, mega cap holdings. They're selling their goods and services overseas, so you're going to get exposure overseas. And emerging markets are are performing almost as well as as the S and P year to date. Year to date, it's 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 done well. And when you when you look at the the since COVID nineteen, the emerging markets have have hung in there. Once again, um, they've done well. But we dis, we made the decision to get out of them because for fifteen years, emerging markets have done absolutely nothing, absolutely nothing. And the same with with international holdings. So we've always been underweight. Now we're completely. Obviously, when you own nothing, you're really underweight. Let me give out the phone numbers. 1-800-TALK-WGY. 1-800-825-5949. That's 1-800-825-5949. Give, give me a call. Any questions you have, I would love love to talk to you. Um, small caps are still underperforming. You know, as, as I said, year-to-date, the S&P is up 5.1%. When you look at the Russell 2000, which is a blend of mid and small cap stocks, down 7%. If you look and break out mid caps compared to small caps based on the S&P mid cap 400, that's down 7.4%. The small cap 600 is down 12% year to date. And, you know, that's really, really, the, the small caps are having a hard time recovering and, and, and coming out of this. So don't don't sell out of your small caps. They will come back. And right now, you know, they could actually, I'd, I'd probably rather see you invest in some small caps than invest overseas, to be honest. But I could be wrong. In hindsight, everything's crystal clear. I will never use the word 2020 again, because remember, on December 31st, we all said Happy New Year 2020. Here we come. And I think we've had enough of 2020 with with um, the headlines that we've seen. So in hindsight, everything's crystal clear. So small caps have, have, have had a hard time. The broad stock market index, as I said, up 5.1% after being up 32% last year. When you look at the sectors, folks, financials and energies are really taking it on the chin. When, when, when you know, from, from the high of, of March, or I'm sorry, February 19th, Energy still down 33%. Financials down 21%. Um, you know, down uh, utilities down 10% from the high, whereas the S&P is up 0.82% from February 19. 0.82%. The winners obviously, obviously technology. Technology up 15% from February 19th, and then you have. Um, believe it or not, home construction stocks are up almost 12%. You have consumer discretionary up almost 11%. And when you look year to date, you know, those same stocks have, have hung in there. The technology holdings are, are up the, the most, up 27%. Consumer um, discretionary is up about 16%. Home construction, after those positive reports on on housing starts and home sales, that's that's really 
adding to home construction. And home construction, if you own an ETF in home construction, you're not owning just the builders, you're owning Home Depot, Lowe's, um, Home Goods, all these stores that sell merchandise. Because when you buy a home, what are you doing? You're decorating, right? Hey, folks, we're coming up to the end of the show. Enjoy your Sunday. Stay safe. Stay healthy. Come back next week. Let's hope we have another positive week in the stock market. Ain't no place like a cowboy place. Ain't no time like a cowboy time. Ain't no way like the cowboy way. Have a cowboy kind of day. Yeah. Try the new Big Sky Burger at Roy Rogers. It's Smithfield pulled pork, beer battered onion rings, American cheese, and spicy barbecue sauce on a Kaiser bun. Have a cowboy kind of day at a rose in the way you're going wrong. Hey, yeah. DoorDash and Uber Eats available at participating restaurants.